Broadcasting from the News Radio 102.9 KARN Radio Center and Studio 1B, it is Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, welcome back to the show. Scott Romine here. Hope you're having a great Saturday. If monster trucks are ever in town, you know I'm going to be there. I'm a huge fan of this. We've never talked about monster trucks on Guatney Unplugged, but we're going to do that today. We're talking with Heath Paget. He is right here in Arkansas. He's built monster trucks. He's actually just displayed an awesome monster truck at the Goodsell uh, Truck Show. How are you, Heath? Doing well, man. How are you? Man, I'm good. Just so great to talk to you. Um, what was the first monster truck you remember being exposed to as a kid? Well, being a being a Ford family, as I was raised up, you know, naturally with with uh, my father being a gearhead and tinkering on things. I mean, when when the monster trucks were introduced, it was of course Bigfoot. You know, that was yep. that was the first truck that got it all started back in the you know late seventies, early eighties. So growing up, I was a big fan of Bigfoot. You know, and we were we followed it along. You know, and and, and had pictures of it and videos of it. My dad actually had a video of uh, Bigfoot in Barton Coliseum that he had filmed back, you know, before my time racing at Barton Coliseum in the day. The first time I saw Bigfoot here in Little Rock, uh, I was maybe around 10. It was probably around like 83 or so. And it right. performed and crushed a car. It was only Bigfoot. And it crushed a car at the state fair, during the state fair, at a little, like an impromptu outdoor setting with bleachers up around the fair entrance. I will never forget that. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting when you sit down and watch the, watch how the history of that stuff evolved, you know, how small it used to be compared to the wide open arena racing that they have nowadays. Oh, we got to get into that. At first I wondered, is there a name you displayed a, a 74 Ford F-250 monster truck? Does it have a name? Like all these things have names. Right. I, it was, we, we call it the BFT. I mean, it's, it's has many names back and forth, but for the, for the little kids, we just call it the big Ford truck. You know, it was, it was a nickname that started back in, you know, in, around high school and some friends of mine started calling it that because the truck was originally my personal truck. It was the, the my first vehicle that I ever had. And I kind of just started modifying it and changing it and, you know, and then I'd run it for a little while and find something I wanted to change and do different. And the nickname is just stuck with it all the way till today. Pretty cool. Now, it looks to me like it's a tribute to the monster trucks that started all this. Is that kind of the idea? That is correct. Uh, I actually was very fortunate. I met uh, Bob Chandler from the Bigfoot at the uh, State House Convention Center at a car show back around, I'm going to say 2002. We uh, we heard that they were having a car show at the State House Convention Center, and my father was like, hey, uh, Bigfoot's going to be down there. And and I was like, well, that's cool, but it's probably not the original trucks. My dad had had several 70s Model 4 trucks through the years, and I knew that's that my truck was a 74. And I said, well, this is this is kind of neat. You know, it's probably not the original one, though. And Dad, he, I don't know how he found out, but he said, no, it's the original. It's the it's the original Bigfoot's going to be there. So I was like, well, well, we definitely have to go see this then. So we loaded up in the truck, and me and him and Mom went down there to the, to the State House Convention Center, and Lo and behold, you could see it sitting on the other side of the car show. There was this big blue monster truck sitting up in the corner, you know, and I'm like starstruck. And we see the truck and there's Bob Chandler standing there and he's signing autographs and everything. And, and I'm just, I'm all underneath this truck and I'm looking all over it. It's the first time I'd ever seen it in person. I'd never, you know, seen videos and pictures, but I'd never actually been up next to the original truck. And I was pretty starstruck because yeah. I was like, this is so cool because this is the same truck that mine is, you know, and I'm comparing things and 
Next thing I know, I turn around and Bob Chandler's under the truck with me and he's like, how are you doing? You know, and I, I almost was speechless and I, I met him and started talking and we start, you know, going over the truck. And I was so amazed at how laid back and how nice this guy was. I mean, he just he took me from one end of the truck to the other and started showing me everything and showing me how everything works. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just 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 in, in awe of everything that was there. Well, long story short. After he gave me his business card and he's like, hey, if you're ever up around St. Louis, come see me. The shop's up there in Hazelwood. And I was like, well, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So we, we one summer I went up there, saw him, you know, and started looking at all these things. Well, one of the things I discussed with Bob was lifting my truck. I said, I'm kind of having problems having finding larger lease springs for the suspension lift on my truck. Mm-hmm. Well, in the visit to the shop in St. Louis, he comes out back and says, uh, hey, I want you to come look at something. I was like, all right. When we go around back and he has a set of leaf springs that are these spare leaf springs to Bigfoot that they had back from the early 80s. And he said, man, we don't use these anymore. This is the old technology. If you'd like to have these, I'd like you to have them. And I, I was just floored. I mean, I was just so honored. So I came home with a, set, a set, you know, set of leaf springs for that truck and immediately started modifying mine to change it and work with it. Well, I, it started out, I started spending my summers at Bigfoot 4 before, and I would drive up after, you know, school was out and stay with Bob Chandler and then go to the shop every day and hang out at the shop. Some days I would go with the drivers and go to races and help and assist and however they needed me to do. But most of the t- days I just spent my days with Bob at the shop and we would, you know, go through old videos or old pictures. And I had wow. pretty much personal access to his video archive and could sit there and watch all the old races and was really fortunate that I got to drive the original Bigfoot every day. I mean, there was, it was a pretty awesome moment. One day we walked outside and Bob said, Heath, and I said, yes, sir. He said, move this for me. I need you to get it out of the, I need to get out of the way so I can pull my RV in here. And I'm like, move what? And he throws me this set of keys and I catch it and points at Bigfoot one and says this, pull it out of the shop. Oh my God. I had my own set of keys to Bigfoot one and my job every day when I was you know, younger was to just pull the truck out front, get it out, you know, displayed so everybody could see it. And at the end of the day, I'd pull it back in the shop. That's like somebody asking me to, to, to move the real general Lee on the set of Dukes of hazard or something. Oh, it was pretty awesome. My, uh, I I had kept it a secret from my father and my mom that I was getting to drive the truck and they were going to drive up on my birthday during the summer and come visit us up there well i had the truck around back and had it all cleaned up and had it all shined up and had the big tires on it and everything my mom and dad had come out and they were you know meeting mr bob and he was kind of keeping them preoccupied and i go out and crank the truck and drive around (laughs) the building in bigfoot and then got to take got to take my dad for a ride in the original bigfoot and that was that was an awesome moment i mean that was it was a pretty cool deal right there. So there is a second seat in there. Oh yes. The original truck is still just a, a it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's still a truck a functioning truck. It's not, it's not one of the tube chassis. It still has a frame with doors and seats and a dash and everything that you would expect in the interior. So your truck has parts from the original Bigfoot on it. Right. Yeah. I was very, there was a lot of things that he had in storage and being able to have the access to go down through there. I could just take off and go down into these, go down into this, this row after row after row of parts. And I would find something and I'd come back down to his office and be like, look at this. Can you believe this is still up there? And he'd be like, wow, I haven't seen those in years. He's like, well, 
I guess if you want those, we could figure out a way to work that up. So there's several parts. There's shocks, tow hooks, some uh, locking hubs for the axles. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that I come out of there that came from uh-huh. Bigfoot 4 before. Wow. Was there any discussion, Heath, of maybe you becoming a Bigfoot driver? There was. There never. We never actually sat down and officially discussed it, but there was always hints being made over the years of, you know, you, you're a natural at this. You're pretty good at what you do. And I believe if I'd have pursued it, it, it could have happened. But I was just kind of a homebody and I liked living down here in Arkansas. So I just never went that route. But I've stayed in very, very close, you know, relations with them. Those guys are so great. I mean, they treated me like family the whole time I was up there. So we actually have a race the uh, 25th of this month is the Bigfoot open house where they display everything and they open it to the public and from 10 to three, well, they'll let me bring my truck and a couple of other guys bring their older, you know, retro trucks as we call them. And they set up a little course out there in front of the shop and let us do the old straight line racing like they used to do back in the early eighties. It's it, there's probably a handful of people doing what you're doing more of a tribute to how it all started as opposed right. to what we all know now. It's quite fascinating. Oh, it's it's pretty interesting to see, you know, it's it's a lot of the it's a lot of the the generation above mine where those old guys will come out and be like, "Man, this is so cool. This is exactly how I remember this back when this all got started." And then everybody has a story of when they saw Bigfoot or Barefoot or, you know, Goliath or any of those original trucks, you know, and say that this is this is exactly how I remember it, you know. USA one, I think was one of them. Oh yes. Oh, Snake yes. bite. Big Chevy guy. Yeah. Yep. That was, that was one of the Bigfoots. Hey, we're talking with Heath Paget about monster trucks. We'll be right back here on Guatney Unplugged. You're listening to Guatney Unplugged on News Radio 102.9 KARN with Scott Romine, brought to you by Guatney Automotive Group. Hey, Scott here. We're back talking monster trucks today with Heath Paget. He's built a monster truck. He's driven the original Bigfoot truck. He's done all kinds of cool, cool things. Now, I've read that your truck is a stage one monster truck. What do the stages mean? Uh, the stages just kind of categorizes the truck as they advance through the years. The stage one monster truck is is consisting of like leaf springs and a, a, a stock frame rail. You know, it's modified, but it's mostly a stock frame rail. And it's just the, the original version of the trucks, you know. And, and as they as they evolve through the years, like a stage two monster truck could still have leaf springs, but could start having more suspension products or, or better suspension setups. And then they would have a straight rail frame instead of a stock truck frame. And then you get on into the stage three, which is the full tube frame. And you start getting the coal over shocks and the, the, and the uh, four link bars and a whole lot better suspension setups as compared to what my truck is. I would think shedding weight was truly uh, revolutionary in the process oh, of these things. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, and the evolution of the axles was a major deal when I, when I went from the uh, standard, uh, military axles, like I run in my truck, to they started modifying to have planetary hubs, which does the gear reduction all out at the hubs. And Bob himself has said that that is one of the things that saved the monster truck industry because they were getting to a point where they couldn't keep from breaking the axle shafts. But when they went to the planetary hubs, it's got three to one reduction on average out at the hub. Well, that takes the stress off of the drive line and made to where you can run a one ton style drive shaft in this massive truck 
and then feed the axles because all of the all of the stress is out at the very end of the drive line instead of whereas my truck the stress is kind of more evenly distributed all the way to the transmission when you say planetary what would what would something like that be in like some kind of military truck or something no, they used them in cranes a lot. They used them in, a, in big farm tractors. I mean, they were designed for big, heavy, slow vehicles. I mean, there's a lot of uh, four-wheel drive forklifts that run those setups, and it's pretty impressive how they have taken those axles and adapted them to work in something that is so agile and so nimble <laughs> of a monster truck, but it's, it's, it's really impressive what they do with it. What were the tires originally made for? The tires were originally for uh, combines, logger skidders. There were several different groups of individuals that used them because the original tires back in the that Bigfoot ran was a 48-inch tall Terra tire, and that was a that's about half the height that you saw on my truck because they went from that to the 66-inch Terra tire, and that became the standard monster truck tire. Now they actually evolved past that and went to some 73s. There were some few trucks that run the taller tire, but Today's standard that you see in Monster Jam and everything is the 66 by 43 by 25. It's just a big flotation, you know, agriculture tire that's designed for stuff that's going to get in wet areas. And they want, a, you know, a big, large footprint to keep it from getting stuck. And it's that's just the standard that they've stuck with. Well, you know, I know that like in Monster Jam stuff, they shave the tread down to save all that weight. Did the tire companies, did it ever get popular enough to, hey, we're going to make a Monster Truck tire that just has very short lugs on it right actually they do the the bkt tires that the monster jam series runs now is an exclusive that's and it's a it's a thinner ply it's a it's a, it's a casting just for the monster trucks because they do that's what they did i mean my tire and wheel package on my truck weighs 1100 pounds at each corner i mean Oof. that's you start to really i mean it, if you move one of those tires and wheels around by hand you gain a whole new respect for what that truck is doing when you drive up over some cars or or, you know, any kind of even just driving up a hill is, is amazing at how much rotating mass that that truck is trying to start and stop. So that's why the monster truck guys are just shaving as much of that rubber off as they could, because just like any kind of racing, the less rotating mass you have to deal with, the less horsepower it takes to get it, you know, moving. Sure. Would it shock people to know what one tire cost? I believe so. You know, that's one of the most common questions I get. Uh, the last time I checked on a set of tires for if I was to replace mine with a brand new one from Goodyear, I believe they're about $6,300 a piece. Now, oh. luckily, myself, I, I, I found all four of my tires used from farmers that had put them aside, and I, I, I paid much, much less than that. My tires are several years older, but they're, they're so much – those tires are rated to hold so much weight. They they barely even know that monster truck is, is applying any force to them, so they should – they should dry rot long before they wear out, in my opinion. <laughs> hey, he, somebody wants to lift their vehicle. And I know today's technology, they don't drift all over the road as bad as they did in the 80s when I was a kid. But what's the biggest you could build a truck and, and still be street legal? Well, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of different laws that apply to each state. There's some states have bumper height laws. Some states have fender well laws. Arkansas is actually one of the least restrictive states as far as lift kits and on the only ones i found on the books is the headlights have to be 54 inches to the center of the headlight and i believe the tail light is 72 inches to the center of the tail light you can't have them any taller than that and it's kind of a funny story when i evolved one of the stages my truck evolved through when i put, assembled it the headlights were now taller 
than 54 inches. So I'm like, all right, how do I fix this? So I went and got some uh, halogen headlight bulbs that were square that matched the truck's headlight and that Ford and mounted them below the bumper. And they were high beam, low beam. Everything was just right. And I was actually on my way from Bologna back to Greenbrier one night. I got pulled over by a state trooper. And he calls up there and he says, man, this is a really sweet truck. He said, but you can't run those fog lights for headlights. You need to turn those off and turn your headlights back on. And I had to explain to him, I was like, well, I'll do that if you'd like. But the reason I'm running it is because the <laughs> other ones are illegal. And he's like, oh, I wasn't even aware of that. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll do whatever you like. And he said, man, honestly, I just really wanted to look at your truck. And I was like, hey, man, you're more than welcome to look at anything you'd like. <laughs> Who would, man? That's so cool. Is it easier to build a monster truck out of a long wheelbase that seems common. Uh, it's it'll, the only thing it really helps is the driveline angles. Once you start lifting everything so high, your drive shafts start getting to be so steep. I mean, you really start putting some extreme stress on the U joints and stuff like that. Yeah. So the longer the wheelbase, the the easier the the drop can be in the setups. But nowadays they've come up with these drop transfer cases and stuff like that that it really helps. I mean, the technology has evolved so much. I mean. There's a lot of things on my truck that are that are kind of almost backwards thinking to some people nowadays because they'll look at those big old leaf springs and be like, my gosh, this this has got to ride like a concrete block. I can't yeah. believe. And I'm like, well, it's just a throwback to the old days. This is what they started with. You know, this this is exactly how I mean, it's a real close replica to the original Bigfoot. I mean, have you crushed cars with yours? I have, I have. I've got a few videos on my Facebook page, but the Bigfoot guys let us come up there and do those open house races, and it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, my truck was designed, you know, to be just a, a kind of a showpiece. You know, it's just kind of I, I was pretty proud of how how it turned out. You know, and I, I didn't, I haven't I took it in the mud anymore. Once I've once it's got to this stage right here, it is pretty much stayed a, I guess, a parking lot queen, like some people call it. That's okay. But, Bigfoot invited us up one year for the old school, you know, show. And then here, lo and behold, they had a couple of cars set up out there and they said, you know, we'll give you guys a chance to run out there and run over some cars in front of the crowd. If you'd like to, we did it the first year and it just blew up. I mean, they have had more feedback. They told us on the old school races than watching the new truck do the, do the freestyle show. And it's turned into, there's five or six old school trucks that'll show up out there for the straight line racing. It's pretty, it's pretty invigorating for sure. You know, everything comes back around. It would be interesting to, to see a crowd of kids, you know, with this desire to see the original stuff, right? you know, the oh, stuff they didn't grow up with. Right. And you, you see kids, you know, and I, one of my favorite things to do when we take the truck places is. Well, I'll, I'll get back away from the truck. I mean, I, I kind of just break away and just get back, you know, yeah. a little bit farther away from it. And when, when you see a kid who he's going through these car shows and there's, you know, there's very, very expensive cars with very nice paint jobs, you know, you've mm -hmm. seen them. But that little kid will see that truck sticking up through the crowd and you hear some voice go monster truck. And then it doesn't matter <laughs> if there's a million dollar Lamborghini in front of him. He right. wants to go see that monster truck. I mean, the little kid's faces just light up like you would. I, I love that. I do too. I do the same thing. I have a general Lee and it's the same thing. It could be a Lamborghini there and the kid will gravitate to that bright orange car. You know, that's right. It's just, it's just the thing about it. And we're talking with oh, Heath yeah. Paget. He has built monster trucks, driven the original Bigfoot truck. We're talking monster trucks today on Guatney Unplugged. We'll be right back. You're listening to Guatney Unplugged on News Radio 102.9 KARN with Scott Romine. Brought to you by Guatney Automotive Group, 
Hey, Scott here. We're talking about American icon, Monster Trucks with Heath Paget. And uh, you were just telling us we, there was a Chevrolet. We're spot. This show was sponsored by Guatney Chevrolet. So, right, right. you know, and I love Chev- Chevrolet stuff, but uh, there eventually was a Chevy Bigfoot. At least a That's couple right. of them, right? Yeah, there was. There was. And there was a lot of diehard Ford guys that were rolling over in their graves at the thought <laughs> of that. But what Bob just said, he just threw his hands up and he said, hey, you get, if, if Ford doesn't want to sponsor us and they and they want us to bring a truck, he said, I'll bring them a truck. And as a matter of fact, there was a Dodge. I believe it was the ZF axles, but there was a four-door Dodge body. I don't, I'm not sure what motor they put in that one. But there was a Dodge Bigfoot also. And, I mean, they have an all-electric Bigfoot now that's really cool. I've heard that. I guess yeah, it's silent. They, right. It's, it's, it's what they do a lot of things for the autism kids. And mm-hmm. the autism speaks. They're, they're attached with that a lot. Well, the kids, the monster truck would scare them. And he said, we couldn't, we, we couldn't move the truck when they were around. So they got one of their sponsors is Odyssey Batteries. So they got in with these Odyssey Batteries and developed an all-electric monster truck. And it's the most interesting thing you'll ever see because when it crushes cars, all you hear is the the slight whine of an electric motor and then all the crunching of the car and the glass breaking. And But you don't hear the big roar. I mean, you, you, your brain is telling you that something's missing from this show you're watching here. Does it crush Priuses? I'm just oh, wondering. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they have. <laughs> that, that's pretty neat. I didn't really know they had an electric one out there, a silent yeah. monster truck. It just sounded like the electric. remote control version, I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all, it's got a, it's got just rows of Odyssey batteries in the, in the center console, in the, in the underbelly, and then one big electric motor that still feeds the transfer case and drive shafts. You know, they, they looked into doing electric motors at each corner, but they wanted to just stick with one big one, you know, for the standard, but it works. It, it'll it'll run over cars and do what i mean it'll actually move a lot faster than you think it would well when they say everything's going electric you better believe them if they've got an electric monster truck already right so oh, yeah it's when all this was going back in the day how did these monster truck competitions work did like an individual own a truck and have his own team right and that's the way it's that's the way it began a long time ago was everybody was individuals i mean everybody was their own entity that got together and just would put on a show i mean now there's a lot of guys nowadays that are still small little guys that still may own their trucks but there's a lot of those trucks inside the series that that are that are involved in one way or the other with the promoter that's putting on the series but there are still series outside of monster jam Yes, yes. There's 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 series all over because that's the series that, that Bigfoot is competing in. Okay. And so those are, unfortunately we haven't had those around in my area that I know of. I only know of like Monster Jam. Monster right. Jam is kind of you know, I sit back and watch it. It to me it's kind of like wrestling with monster trucks. It seems more of a show. Right. And there's a lot of that in there. And, you know, I, I, it was pretty comical one time Bob looked at was watching a show and man, the guy got out there and just pinned the throttle and, you know, was ripping the body off. And, and he said, you know, I mean, I, I feel like anybody could do that. You know, I mean, it takes, it takes some skill to keep it on its tires. You know, when you, when you're the guy footing the bill for all the stuff that's getting broke, you try not to do that near as much. Well, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. But, but the audience does love that watching something get torn up. Oh, that's exactly right. That's what they live for. You know, I mean, them guys get out there and, and don't, I'm not trying to take away from what they can do. I mean, that, it's amazing what they can do with those trucks when they're, when they're given the opportunity to do so. 
So tell me, like when we're at Monster Jam, are all those trucks essentially the same motor, same running gear, same horsepower, and just the body is different regardless of you know what brand truck it supposedly is? Right. Usually it's they're, they're all limited to a certain uh, cubic inch size and a certain overdrive on the blower, and you know they have to meet these requirements. So the the top attenders to the series will all be really really close to the exact same setup. Well, I mean, if it's kind of more of a show, wouldn't it be like easier maintenance wise to just make them all the same? Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, it, it would definitely be able to interchange parts and a lot of that. And that's why they all run the same style of tires. And a lot of them, if you look, the wheels are very, very similar. I mean, it's they're all the BKT setups. I mean, that, that would definitely make things easier. Who started the thing? And it's such a big part of a show now, but... Where did this come from of being able to balance like on the front tires and, and that sort of thing? Where'd that come from? Oh, uh, that, that was just when those guys got out there and, and began to just, you know, they were, all they wanted to do was just as wild of a show as you can see you, that's where this backflips have come from. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of these setups has just been, these guys have been given free reign to go out here and see what they can do with these trucks. And, it's amazing what they can do. I mean, a monster truck has more moving parts than any racing vehicle ever. I mean, the, the suspension travel, all the moving, you know, rear steering with all the heim joints on the, on the link bars. I mean, there, there are more moving components on a monster truck than any other series. Well, I went to monster jam just not even maybe a month ago and a few of the trucks had fires. What is causing right. like, that seems to be kind of a problem you know the truck yeah. catching on fire. Gravedigger right. caught on fire. Cut the show short. Right. Yeah. You 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 pack all of that high octane fuel into that into that mobile setup, and then do those crazy flips and jumps. I mean, they do everything they can do to prevent you know uh, fuel spillage, and they have those special race sales. But I mean, it's just it's bound to happen with that style of action. Right. Who started the the backflip? Where'd that come from? I'm not sure who was the first person that did it. I know, I, I believe I remember the video, you know, he just pulled up to one of those containers and just nailed it. And I think they had tried it four or five times and flipped the truck up on its lid several times and then finally just hit it with just the right speed. And once he did it, then everybody else needed to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you had to, you know, Heath, it, it just seems to me watching it, you know, obviously it's done for the kids, you know, people my age and 10 years old and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it seems like all the other drivers really handicap themselves. Like they've been told you never go out and upstage uh Gravedigger. Gravedigger right. always wins. Like right. what what is the script there or what's the story? Uh, I'm not sure how, you know, I can speculate on you know, he who sells the most merchandise wins the most races. But I, I, that's like I said, that's all speculation there. But I think they I, borrow I, from wrestling when it comes to this. Right. I believe I believe it's turning a lot into that because, I mean, there's there's so many times that you can just tell like, OK, well, it's, it's going to he's going to win it again or this, you know. I don't want to say that it's faked or that it's staged because I have no 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 backup information to you know prove that. But I can just tell you that the smaller guys that are not the big name brands they're they're not fake they're going out there and they're putting it for all they've got and they've got it and when they, if their tr truck tears up they have to go home and fix it and try to get back out there and do it again well i'm sure like these other leagues that you're talking about you know where an owner owns his truck and he's got his own crew them guys are just 
you know, pedal to the metal and, you know, they're, they're out there to win. But Monster Jam truly appears to just be a show, you know. I believe it's migrated towards that, yes. You know, I mean, and and it's a business. I mean, I mean, it's not like unlike what wrestling does. I mean, they're selling the T-shirts and the the toy right. cars oh. at Walmart and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So they do have to promote the certain names that are, I guess, are the most popular. Do you right. think any of the wrecks are pre-planned? Uh, I I'm not sure they're pre-planned, but I know I, I believe there's a, an amount of disregard for what happens. You know, I mean, they get out there, they got tell them, okay, you've got 30 seconds left to do something crazy. Now get it, you know. And that guy goes out there and just pins the throttle and points it towards the most crazy thing he can find and just prays that something works out, you know. I guess the way the cars are are now, it's not a big deal to replace the hood or the... You, you know, you can take uh, probably a half dozen or so snaps and the whole front clip will just snap right off. I mean, the headlights are painted on, the taillights are painted on because through the years, you know, when back when they were real trucks, you know, if you rolled a truck, okay, now you've, you've got months worth of work to swap this body and completely change the bed. Whereas nowadays, those guys get out there, if they roll the truck, okay, they can change a body in the pits and come back out again. It's pretty amazing. Are oh, these, absolutely. Are these guys, Heath, pretty protective of the names? You know, what if you had a fan that just wants to build his own Bigfoot or his own Gravedigger? I mean, you're going to get in trouble for that? I believe so. I know for a fact that the Bigfoot name is is copyrighted. The, the, the original Monster Truck series is copyrighted, so you're not allowed... Like, you, you know, if you built your truck and wanted to put Bigfoot on the side of it, you you would have to get written permission from them. Right. You can't use their name to make money or anything like that. And the way it was explained to me was, OK, well, let's say you jack your truck up, paint it blue and put Bigfoot down the side and you run down the road and have a wreck. Well, now that lawyer can sue us because hey, well, your name's on it. You know, that's what's who says that you're not a, you're not affiliated with this business here. He said, so that's where we had to draw the line. and make sure that everybody got permission and then you know all the that makes sense hey where can people find you online heath uh i've got a facebook page called uh bft motorsports it's just my build page that i put together and it's got a lot of videos and pictures and of the truck racing and if we if we do anything with the truck i try to promote it there well thank you so much heath paget check him out bft motorsports on facebook we'll see you guys next saturday on guatney unplugged <laughs>